0: So this Fiscal Cliff, we know what it is, but where is it? And how do you get there? Middle Earth's Alex Galifant has some answers.
1: The Fiscal Cliff is to be found deep in the land of crisis, near the mountains of filibust. To venture there is to leave behind the waters of compromise, to ignore the ship by partisan. The Fiscal Cliff is at the end of the known world, All that lies beyond is, well, February. Now, the fiscal cliff may not appear in any of J.R.R. Tolkien's meticulous maps of Middle-earth. Frodo doesn't go there in The Lord of the Rings, and Bilbo doesn't climb it in The Hobbit. There will be no fantastical fiscal cliff rendered in glorious CGI on big screens next month. That's when The Hobbit movie comes out. But the great wizard Tolkien did have views about America and American values. In 1968 he gave an interview to the BBC. I
0: observe in general that
1: uh, America has always been much more easily kindled uh, than England, or indeed any country in Europe. Kindled in the sense of really getting consumed by the stories. Now, Tolkien thought that wasn't necessarily a good thing, according to Christopher Atwood at Indiana University Bloomington. Tolkien saw his tales as small drops of water amid great oceans of world culture.
2: And he thought it was so... Pathetic that people would drink this tiny little drop and get so drunk on it, as he said. As he said, a very small drop of water should be so intoxicating. And he thought that was a very sad picture of American life.
1: America made Tolkien uneasy, its size, its relentless industry. He despaired at what factories and railways had done to England and saw the same situation, only worse, in the United States.
2: Growth and change, and particularly technological change, was not something that he necessarily valued. He really had a sense that something horrible had happened to the American natural environment, that there was something fundamentally out of whack.
1: Perhaps Tolkien saw us all heading inexorably towards the cliff, fiscal or worse. But that won't matter next month. There will be one movie to bring them all and in the darkness bind them. The Hobbit will be a blockbuster hit, not really sticking my neck out on that one, but there will no doubt be those who withstand the pull of Middle-earth. It was ever thus. For decades, people haven't just loved Tolkien's stories. They've been obsessed with them, not least here in the US. And in 1968, a couple of students from Oxford University took exception to that.
0: It's an implication of triviality. It's an implication of regression. And the cult of The Hobbit, in America particularly, seems to be responding to this sort of failure in engagement with our political and social situation. The trouble is, of course, they make it sound like an intellectualised Dr Doolittle, and no doubt before very long they'll have Lord of the Rings on ice with Millicent Martin and Margaret Rutherford. But it will become a cult, as it is a cult, in America now, where the constant symbol is seen, Frodo lives.
1: Back then, in the 1960s, homegrown Tolkien clubs sprouted up across America, producing Frodo buttons and others that read Gandalf for president. Actually, Gandalf would be a pretty good president. He's got the height, the magic, the long beard. I mean, at least know what you're talking about before you criticise it, right? Well, I, of course, haven't actually read Tolkien, but I think it's marvellous.
0: As if I go to a cocktail party or something like this. I spent 20 intensely boring minutes talking to a secretary about her father's foot and mouth on the farm. I then ask her, have you read Tolkien? And they always have. And they give you the plot for the next
1: half hour. If we're going to send anything over the fiscal cliff, can it just be him? For the world, I'm Alex Galifant.
0: There's BBC footage of Tolkien discussing his work. Take a look at theworld.org.